0: Equity is our labor of love. From humble beginnings in the back corner of our old office at 410 Townsend to the remote work world of today, for the past four years, Equity has been TechCrunch's flagship podcast for news on early stage rounds, seed stage startups, what's up with the biggest unicorns, and of course, the hottest IPOs. We've talked to dozens of VCs, recorded hundreds of episodes, and covered the biggest stories in the world of startups and venture capital, all so that you can stay informed. Now, we get asked all the time, how can people support the show? Well, the best thing you can do is to subscribe to Extra Crunch. If you do, you'll support equity and you'll get access to things like our best reporting, the Extra Crunch live series, deep dives in the sectors, investor surveys, and of course, my daily column, The Exchange. You can sign up at techcrunch.com slash subscribe and use the discount code equity. We appreciate you and your support of the show all these years. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Wilhelm, and you are listening to Equity Monday, the Equity Cruise Weekly Kickoff. We have a lot to get through this morning, including a few fun funding rounds and lots in the week ahead. So let's get into it. But before we do, don't forget that Equity is now on Twitter at EquityPod. And to check out last Friday's app if you haven't had a chance, Danny, Natasha, and I had a great time. We think you'll like it. Today is July 13th, 2020. And with that, let's go. This was an incredibly busy weekend and early Monday morning, so let me catch you up. We're going to go through a couple of things here. There's a theme to them that you'll quickly note, but let's just dive into it. News broke this weekend that, quote, Qualcomm has become the newest high-profile backer of four-year-old Reliance Geo platforms, which has raised more than $15.7 billion in the past 12 weeks from as many investors, That's according to techrunch.com. Now Reliance Geo, if you haven't heard of it, and you probably should have by now, frankly, is a major Indian telecom player with 376.6 million mobile phone subscribers as of this year per a Reuters piece. That's more mobile customers than there are people in the US. Now India is, is a huge market for digital services. We all know that. It's also a growth market for digital services. So are people trying to buy into Reliance Geo to get access, to buy safety, or just to buy a data source? I don't know, but everyone wants a piece. There's even more news from India out this morning. Google, quote, said on Monday that it plans to invest $10 billion in India in the next five to seven years as the search giant looks to accelerate adoption of digital services in the key overseas market, once again, according to TechCrunch.com. Now, this money will be deployed as a mix of, quote, equity investments, partnerships, and operational infrastructure and ecosystem investments. I believe that means whatever the hell Google wants. And this will all be put to work via a new, quote, Google for India digitization fund. Obviously, India, very important. And next, on the Indian beat, Google also announced a new education initiative in the country. So uh, like I said, the theme here is pretty obvious. My read is that as the uh, US internet market matures and big players become entrenched, like Facebook, for example, getting a, a big foothold in India's Digital growth is going to be just key, so you need to buy into Reliance Geo, you need to have a lot of money to work there. We're not done with this narrative. Keep your ears and eyes open. Now, this weekend as well, WeWork, if you can recall that company, said that it expects to generate positive cash flow in 2021. It has taken bone-deep cuts in the company's staffing and the shedding of many companies that WeWork bought during its ascent to get to this, you know, almost point. Still, to be utterly fair, cash flow positivity would indicate that WeWork was actually out of the death spiral that its IPO filing detailed in such hilarious tones obviously 2021 is next year so we'll see but still we work wants you to know that it's not dead yet also this morning quote uipath a leading startup in the rpa robotics process automation space announced a 225 million million series e today on an eye popping 10.2 billion dollar valuation if you don't know what RPA is, it's like taking the stuff you do by hand and then making a program to do it for you to save time. It's a big deal in companies that want to cut labor costs. It's, you know, how like AI wasn't, you know, RPA sounds super fancy. I don't know how fancy the tech is, but it's certainly in very high demand. And in that vein, Ron Miller's piece for TechCrunch on the company had a little factoid that I'll share. UiPath's CFO said that his company's, quote, recurring revenue has grown from 100 million to 400 million dollars over the last 24 months. That's a rate of growth that I think we've rarely seen. All right, and finally today for the weekend section, TechCrunch's Rita Liao has a great rundown of American tech's response to the new Hong Kong, quote, security law, which we'll link in the show notes over on TC. All right, you got all that? Okay, let's keep going. Looking ahead, welcome to earnings season. Here are some headlines to get you in the mood. Ahem. Get ready for an awful earnings season, says CNN Business. Markets head into worst earnings season in 12 years amid worries. Virus is slowing economy, writes CNBC. And my favorite, stock futures rise to start week ahead of earnings season. That's uh, from Fox. Yeah, yeah you figured that one out. Stocks are indeed up this morning with the tech-heavy Nasdaq composite up nearly a full percentage point in pre-market trading here in the US. Of course, China's stocks are on a huge heater right now. Unclear what's going on over there, but things look good. On the tech earnings front, Netflix reports this Thursday if we have our dates correct, which means we are officially off the races inside of this week and we'll have our first earning notes for you on Friday's episode. Now, if you find the financial side of technology companies and startups in general to be boring, it's going to be a long month for you because next week is IBM, Snap, I think Microsoft and others. We are going to get right into this and uh, we'll talk about this more at the end of the show, but this is going to be an earnings season of particular importance. So, you know, Even if you don't like earnings, pay attention. So let's turn from the biggest tech companies in the world to the smallest. Let's talk about our favorite thing in the world, early stage rounds. Now, startups are still out there raising money, of course. They will always do that in some number, but last week I promised a cut of international rounds, a promise that I am going to mostly live up to this morning. First, however, I am gonna break the pledge and talk about a round that's here from the US. Bear with me, we have two more coming. Now, according to TechCrunch, Page, the startup that spun out of the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and launched back in 2018 to help advance cancer research and care by applying AI to better understand cancer pathology, today announced a milestone in its growth history. It has raised a further $20 million from Goldman Sachs and Healthcare Venture Partners, closing out a monster Series B worth now $70 million. Now, I I bring that up because... That sounds really, really cool, even though it is New York-based, and I promised international rounds, I couldn't not talk about it. That's a lot of money for a Series B. Something interesting must be happening, and if AI can really help us better understand cancer, huzzah. So here's hoping that Page is really making something that's going to help a lot of people stay alive. I'd like that. All right, now that said, I did find two recent early-stage rounds from other parts of the world that are interesting. So here they are. Fit XR, with a capital X and a capital R, which Crunchbase calls, quote, the maker of VR, AR fitness apps like Box VR has raised $6.3 million more. Hero Capital, that's H-I-R-O, a games and esports-focused VC fund, led that round. Why this round? Well, I mean, to be honest, I think that VR exercise is going to get bigger. And I think VR as a general category is going to be probably having its best year in existence. These are kind of anecdotal data points from me, talking to friends, looking at some sales numbers. But, you know, we're all still home. And so if there's ever going to be a moment for VR, it's now. And maybe this FedExR round is based on rising usage, rising sales. I don't know. But it's pretty interesting to me. And finally, one last little round, a small note about a company called NG, which is E-N-G-Y, which Crunchbase calls a digital health platform essentially from Russia that has raised capital as well, adding to its $600,000 seed round it raised in 2019. Now, not a lot of details on it's either NG or NG, but we haven't heard about a lot of Russian startups lately. So I wanted to kind of grab this one because it caught my eye. Now, to be clear, I had hoped to bring a more diverse set of new funding rounds to you this morning, but there weren't that many announced in the last couple of days. I tend to talk about early stage rounds from kind of Saturday, Sunday, all the way back to like Thursday, but that's where I draw the line. So, you know, some weeks there are more, some weeks there are fewer, uh, this week there wasn't that many so those are the two that i got more next week again more international rounds i promise i've heard okay all right now to close things off this morning 2020 has been about seven years wrapped into one here in the us the year started off strong then we ran into a global pandemic and a financial panic We managed to bounce off the lows, regain confidence in our collective ability to keep COVID to a medium burn, and then, while the rest of the world mostly got its house in order, a few nations, led by the United States, did not. Now, as Bloomberg recently reported, the U.S. economy is, at best, plateauing and likely falling once again as COVID-19 rages around the country, bringing our caseload to record highs. Deaths are also rising as hospitals fill, of course, and the picture looks grim. Now I bring all that up because I wonder what's going to happen to the stock market, startups, and startup investment if things begin to fall apart yet again here in the U.S. If we have to lock down our major economies, I'm thinking California, Texas, Florida, the impact could be blunt to the domestic and perhaps even global recoveries. Now you couldn't tell any of that from the stock market which continues to trade higher this morning. And what to make of that? I have no idea. But I can not think that we'll learn soon enough if investors are willing to overlook lackluster short-term results for the promise of future growth. Now, For the longest time, tech people told me that the public markets were stupid. They were impatient. They only cared about you know, quarterly results and what happened right now, they could never look to the future. And today, people in tech are telling me that the public markets are not overvalued because they're looking to the future. I don't know which one's correct, but I'm, we're going to find out because earnings is going to happen pretty much right now. So let's do earnings season and see what things look like on the other side of the tape. I don't have the answer. I don't know what's going to happen, but I am darn curious. And that is Equity Monday. It is July 13th, 2020. This is Alex Wilhelm. You can follow the show at Equity Pod on Twitter or myself on the tweets where I go by the name at Alex. We are back Friday morning. You are tremendous. Talk soon.